Here's a follow-up to the Biden student loan, quote-unquote, forgiveness program that he promised to the 40 million people in the United States of America that have student loan debt. He made this promise shortly before the midterm election in August of last year, 2022. So here's an update. Where are we at with this? And has the student loan forgiveness program succeeded or is it a big flop? To refresh your memory, on November 10th, two days after our national election day, and just past the time to let those gullible and vulnerable voters know that student debt forgiveness was ruled unlawful by a court in the land, the U.S. District Judge ruled that Biden's debt forgiveness plan, which was really used to get some votes the Democrats needed going into the election cycle, was overruled by U.S. District Court. And then on Friday, November 11th, shortly after this ruling, the Biden administration said, oh, sorry, we cannot accept applications for federal student loan forgiveness anymore. So those who were holdouts and were hoping that their student debt or a portion of the student debt was going to be forgiven should not even bother to apply anymore. Some who think they may have gotten past the preliminary round of the application process are still holding out. So I was looking for some information and some news on this, and finance.yahoo.com, not exactly the most reliable place for news, but they had an article that said that 26 million student loan borrowers have applied or were deemed automatically eligible for relief under President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness program. And there are 16 million fully approved applications that are, have been sent to loan services for discharge, according to a new White House data report that was released January 27th, was just a few days ago. And backtracking a little bit further, in September of last year, so just before the election, there were six Republican-led states, Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, and South Carolina, that all together filed a lawsuit against this Biden's program, against what he would, he's, you know, calling it forgiveness is really a misnomer because the U.S. taxpayer is going to pay this debt. So it's really not forgiveness. I'm going to say forgiveness because a lot of these articles I'm quoting say forgiveness, but it's not forgiveness. It's putting the debt onto the taxpayer. It's putting the debt onto somebody else. However, in this lawsuit by these six Republican-led states, they said, quote, Biden violated federal law, the constitutional principle of separation of powers, and the Administrative Procedure Act when he skirted congressional authority to implement this policy. This lawsuit is alleging that Biden is violating federal law by violating the Constitution and the separation of powers outlined in the Constitution because it's bypassing Congress, trying to cut out their voices and cut them out of this huge issue. And then on November 10th, the federal judge in Texas struck down the program saying that the law, quote, does not provide the executive branch clear congressional authorization to create a 400 billion student loan forgiveness program, end of quote. So again, a Texas judge said the executive branch, the office of the president, cannot ignore the Congress in this, quote unquote, forgiveness program. According to the White House, more than 40 million borrowers would qualify for the debt relief program with 90% of the benefits of the relief going to borrowers earning less than $75,000 per year. The White House put out a statement, 
quote, millions of those borrowers could be experiencing the benefits of that relief today if it were not for lawsuits brought on by elected officials in some of their own states, end of quote. I mean, the arrogance of this. It's like borrowers would be experiencing relief. Really? What about the rest of us that have to pay it back? And he's blaming the lawsuits brought on by these states. Well, of course, there's lawsuits by these states. This is unconstitutional. And he's usurping his authority and trampling all over what he thinks is his authority when it's a congressional authority to forgive student loan debt. However, Due to all these lawsuits and the program that was announced in August of 2022, you know, three months before the midterms, of course, this has been halted and held up in court and snagged up in court and millions of borrowers are waiting. And the next step is at the end of February 2023, the Supreme Court will hear the issue. And of course, during this time, because it's in the courts, the Biden administration student loan pause was on was in effect until December 31st of 2022. But he's extended that till June of 2023. So if any of these people want to, they don't have to pay on their student loan debt until the Supreme Court decides or June of 2023, probably whatever comes first. And what really gets me about this, too, is there's Under this Biden plan, there's up to $10,000 in federal student debt relief for borrowers whose income in 2020 or 2021 was less than $125,000 or $250,000 for households. And I'm thinking to myself, if a household makes $250,000, that's a lot of money. Why don't they pay back their own debt? But it's still snagged up in court. And of course, now the issue is sitting at the Supreme Court until February 28th when they review this boondoggle of a mess. So just to summarize, the college loan debt is $1.75 trillion that 40 million borrowers owe the U.S. government. And again, this was created under Obama. He took all of this student loan program and federalized it. So there's no private lenders anymore. It all comes out of the U.S. Treasury. So now these 40 million borrowers who may have paused paying back their student loans until June of 23 are waiting till February 28th to see what the court says. All that to say, it's important that we address the ethical and moral implications of this. If a student borrowed money to go to college, if they needed money to go to college that they didn't have, so they thought it was a good idea to borrow it, or were under pressure from their parents to borrow it, or maybe their parents helped them borrow it. If they have any ethical responsibility or any sense of a moral duty, they should pay it back. If they borrowed the money, they should pay back their own debt. To ask the American taxpayer, and of course our government says, oh, this is student debt forgiveness, and it's really big and lofty words to say, no, somebody else who pays taxes in America is going to be forced to pay that back. And many who did not attend college, but yet are paying taxes, they're going to have to pay back this debt that they didn't incur. It's putting the debt burden on someone else. It isn't just a simple forgiveness pie in the sky. The money's going to come out of somewhere. It's like, no, the money comes from somewhere. Well, I know people are mildly saying, well, our U.S. government can just print more money. Well, that's not the answer. And really to ask somebody to pay it back is putting the burden on somebody else. It's stealing. It's taking what is not rightfully theirs and asking someone else, the American taxpayer, to take on this debt and pay it back for them. And many of those who want to defend this debt forgiveness program, forgiveness, quote unquote, that was perceived to be put upon them unfairly say, well, yeah, 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 but 
they borrowed the money when they were young. They were 18, 19, or 20, 21. They didn't really know what that meant. They didn't really know what they were doing. They were borrowing large amounts of money when they were young. And, you know, the adults in the room thought it was okay. And maybe their parents helped them go into debt by taking out these large loans or co-signing. People argue, well, they just didn't understand what they were doing. And I do have compassion for them. I mean, it's a terrible burden. And like I've said in prior podcasts, it's our way of our government's, it's our government's way of enslaving the next generation and getting them dependent upon the government for money. And it's a slide into socialism. When we're not asked to pay for things ourselves, and we look to the government handout, and the government will be the mother, the father, it'll educate us, give us our health care. That's a setup for socialism. So I understand that a lot of these people accrued this debt when they didn't understand, they were too young to really get what does $40,000 look like and feel like, especially when you have to pay it back. And it's corrupt. The federal college loan program is absolutely corrupt. It's predatory. It takes advantage of younger people who just don't understand what it's going to do to their lives and their futures. The other thing that's really odd about this program is why are we going to forgive debt to those who currently hold it, but we continue to hand out that same debt to those now entering college? It doesn't make sense to forgive debt on one end after the college years for those who have exited college and maybe or maybe not earned their degrees. But to have people continuing to be cast into debt at the beginning of their college years and accrue more debt when they're in their beginning college years, it's crazy. It doesn't make sense. We're going to forgive it on one end, but have them keep going into debt on the beginning end. So we're going to keep handing out large amounts of money to teenagers to go to college who don't really understand this debt and continue that program while trying to forgive the debt on the other end to those who have now exited college. It doesn't make sense. And... This even encourages those who are entering college to take on debt or more debt than they would feel comfortable with because they see and may reason in their heads, well, hey, the government will just forgive it later on, so who cares? The real answer is to stop the federal student loan program altogether. That's the real answer. Unless people can pay for college themselves, they don't, they don't get a loan. They don't get a college loan from the government to go to school to get a useless degree that they won't even use anyway, in most cases. It was never the intent of the founders of our nation, nor is it in the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, that the government should pay for an individual's college education. This is crazy. In my earlier podcasts, I talk about the four levels of government, which are the government of self, the government between one man and one woman, which is marriage and often children, the government of the church, and the government that is our civil government, the government of a people that share a certain geography. And it was never the intent of this civil government, this fourth form of government, to pay for a citizen's education. That's the responsibility of the individual and maybe the family. And the only place that this should remotely even apply is in the military. Because if a man or woman has signed up to to give four or six years of their lives to our country, then yes, we could certainly pay them by giving them a college education. That's really the only place where this makes sense. But the bigger issue here is that these people that do have student loan debt are waiting for the government to solve their financial problems. They're waiting for the government to rescue them from a mountain of debt that they don't like, maybe they didn't understand when they took it on, 
yes, they were young, and maybe they're realizing now in their 30s and 40s, gosh, I'd really like to be out from under this. I'm a lot older, and I've seen these cycles of political and economic cycles through the decades, and I've never seen any program where the federal government has any success in managing finance as well. There's no such thing. Or forgiven any debt owed or reduced any financial burden or debt or tax where the citizen took out a loan or owed a tax and signed an agreement to pay it back. And then years later, the government said, oh, never mind, we're just going to erase that debt off the books. Maybe in one or two individual cases, it's really rare, but this has never been done on a mass scale before. And the fact that the Biden administration and those in authority have just punted this decision to the Supreme Court and kicked the can down the road, it's awful. Now we have the executive branch that stepped out of its bounds of the government doing something that's unconstitutional and unheard of in the history of our country and tossed the final decision of the policy to another branch of government, the judicial branch. This is just a mess. Never, ever, ever, ever trust the government and especially never trust them to make good financial decisions. So we'll see at the end of February what the Supreme Court decides. I mean, they're going to review the case then. Who knows when they'll come down with a ruling. And this country has gotten really crazy, and we'll have to see where this really goes. But this is an extreme blurring and violation of the separate branches of government, not to mention the moral and ethical implications that those who have borrowed money should pay it back and not put the burden on the U.S. taxpayer. And frankly, our government shouldn't be loaning money to teenagers in the first place to go to school to get a degree from a college or university that is probably very far left and hates America anyway. So this whole thing is a debacle, and it's too bad that we're gotten to this point in the story. However, we'll have to just wait and see what the Supreme Court says at the end of February. If you like this podcast, please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you listen on, and please share it with a friend.